Welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. All right, you guys. Well, I am so excited to introduce Jamie Keen, aka the Slay Coach. She is an online business coach for female entrepreneurs. Last year, she was a struggling fitness network marketer on the edge of sweaty selfie burnout. <laughs> And since then, she has grown her coaching business to over a quarter of a million dollars in sales in less than a year and is super passionate about teaching her signature money-making model mindset and spirit and strategy to boss babes of all kinds. Oh my gosh, you guys are going to honestly love this episode. You're going to love Jamie and let's just dive into it. Let's just go all in and get started. All right, you guys, I am so excited to have Jamie Kane on today. She's amazing. You also might know her as the Slay Coach, <laughs> but hey. fabulous, fabulous. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I love your vibe and your energy, and I'm so excited to talk to your audience and to you today. If you Let's have die. not seen her, um, we are like the colored hair club over here. <laughs> So we've got vivid purple and we've got some vivid pink going on and I'm just, I love it. I love, I love like my colored haired friends. It's so fun. I, um. <laughs> I identify, I tell people all the time, I identify as a purple person or a pink person, depending yes. on like the day. Like I feel like I should have been born <laughs> a different color. Like I, somehow I accidentally ended up this blonde white girl and um, I identify as a purple person. So. Yes. <laughs> The other day I went to this barbecue and there was five pink haired people. And I was like, this is my crowd. I don't know what's going on, but this is it guys. I had a barbecue of all places. <laughs> I don't even know. Anyways, besides the point, can you just tell everybody who Jamie is and tell us about your journey and how you got to where you are now? Oh God. I hope you put explicit on this podcast. And I <laughs> um, so it is here. all good. You do you, girl. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know me, I don't have a filter. Um, weird paradigm growing up. I love the question of who is the slay coach? Who is Jamie? I'm like, oh, fuck. So many facets. <laughs> um, so growing up, I had a mother that built trucks and a dad oh. that was a nurse. Oh. Really weird paradigm at career day. Like, <laughs> you mean your mom is a nurse and your dad builds trucks? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, my mom can bench press more than your dad. Um, so I grew up with a mom that cussed like a sailor. And um, from a very, very young age, if we're going all the way back in a nutshell, <laughs> very young age, like age five, I used to cry myself to sleep at night, Aww. being terrified of being ordinary. Mm. I didn't know what that meant yet, but I told my mom the job that you have. Like, I don't want to work three jobs. I don't want to, like, do I have to do like what you and dad do? Like, I don't want, like, no, I don't, I was like, I just want to like not be ordinary. Do I have to be ordinary? <laughs> My mom was yes. like, no, you're not ordinary. And so I didn't know how to articulate it yet at that age, what I wanted or what I was trying to say, but I was born an entrepreneur and I don't know another way to describe it other than that. Mm -hmm. So long story short, um, Straight A student, grew up playing basketball. My nickname was James. I have very masculine qualities and energy, but I also have a super feminine, flirty, fun side. Mm -hmm. um, always been super into hair and makeup, probably because, you know, as a girl, you get into middle school and you're like, how do I do makeup, mom? <laughs> My mom didn't fucking wear makeup. So right. yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know, kid, go figure it out. <laughs> like, okay. That's so funny. So I, 
I like taught myself how to do like hair and makeup and I was the girl that everyone came to for like homecoming and prom like will you do my hair oh that's so fun (laughs) I have like five girls over before every dance and I would do updos and all that stuff so from a very young age straight A student like always came easy to me school I thought was stupid but I'm like fine it's easy whatever Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I'm gonna need it one day because I'm gonna play like college basketball like basketball is my thing. So I'm going to need these grades. So I guess if I want to play at Tennessee for Pat Summit, then I need these grades. So, um, sophomore year had spine surgery, ended my basketball career. I had scoliosis. Wow. I wore a back brace for five years. I was picked on and all the fun things Aww. that comes with like being a like kid with a giant plastic exactly. brace on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, um, so that kind of like ended what I thought was like my future with academia I guess mm-hmm. okay so I'm not gonna play college basketball all right, right. why the fuck would I go to college like, <laughs> I don't want to go to college like college sounds really stupid <laughs> and for me it was just like age 16 after sophomore year I go into junior year mm-hmm. and I said uh, I don't want to be in all these advanced classes anymore. Can you just put me in the normal kid classes? My, <laughs> my counselor's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be in these classes anymore. <laughs> I don't That's want so funny. Stuff. Yeah. Um, and my chemistry teacher is talking to me like, you realize you're about to fail junior year. Oh my like, God. Oh, like, I don't want to fail. Right. I, hate, I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't like chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> science is weird. I don't understand why numbers have yes. anything to do with science. It's why are totally you putting letter like English and math mixing with science? Like, yes, there are numbers and letters involved in this, and it does not. And I, I think it's dumb. And so, um, and he was like, "You're gonna need, you just need to pass, okay?" I'm like, "Cool, I can just pass." And so from that, I went from like junior year. I transitioned from like the straight A advanced placement student to like, I'm not going to take the ACT. I'm not going to take the SAT. I don't have any desire to go to college. And they're like, what do you mean you're not going to college? I'm like, I think I'm going to go to hair school. All of a sudden, yeah. stuff sounds stupid. And I would love to be my own boss and I like doing hair. So why not? Yeah. So segued into, I didn't fail. <laughs> like I passed two years and I was Woo-hoo! like, you know, like Gary Vaynerchuk's always says like the DNF students end up like being the bosses of the straight A students. And mm-hmm. that was, that rang so true for me. I was the D student mm-hmm. that barely scraped by junior and senior year. Cause I thought it was stupid. And, um, I'm not knocking like higher education. I just think it's for sure. part of my, part of my mission is teaching women or people in general that, College for our generation is different now. Mm-hmm. Our kids are starting to learn that, hey, maybe you need to learn a craft. Maybe you need to learn a trade. Maybe you need to learn YouTube. <laughs> you know, like maybe you need to build your yeah. personal brand. Like, <laughs> like maybe you need to build your personal brand and maybe you don't need college unless you want to be yeah. a doctor or some a lawyer, like something super specific. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, why does the millennial generation have all these like student loan debt? for degrees that they aren't even using. So it's part of my mission to change that climate, change that environment for people, the next generation coming up. So, right. <laughs> so went to hair school, I love it. long story short, went to hair school, dropped out halfway through because it hurt my spine. It hurt my back issues. I was like, well, I can't do this for the rest of my fucking life. Yeah. So I'm just going to drop out and figure it out. I'm just going <laughs> to find myself. <laughs> dropped out of hair school, moved in with my boyfriend because me and my mom were fighting like crazy. Uh, I thought she was cray and I was like, I'm gone, bitch. <laughs> and so right. I moved out on my own at like 19, started paying my own bills, went from being this spoiled, rotten, like halfway upper middle class, white kid. Mm-hmm. Sure. To, you know, when I say middle class, I'm like, my mom worked at a factory. So we had money for the part of town that I lived in, but you know, we never had nice things. Like before my mom got on at the factory, I had donated free lunches. Mm-hmm. tuition was free. We were fucking poor as poor could be up until like age eight. And then my mom got out of that factory job and it was like, oh, my mom works at Ford. Cool. We have two cars now instead of one. And one of them is ah. What is this life? So my life had this weird paradigm shift of underclass, upper class, whatever. And then moved out on my own with a boy just because I didn't want to live with my mom anymore. I wasn't really like in love. I was just like, cool. You want a roommate? I do too. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I like you. Cool. Got knocked up. Got knocked up at 19. Yeah. And then I was like, oh fuck. What do I do with my life? 
Um, I guess we're supposed to get married now. Got engaged, got the corporate job, retired from the restaurant industry at like 21. So I was kind of wondering, mm-hmm. I don't want to bartend for the rest of my life. I want to like be home with my kids on the weekend. Right. So 21, bought my first house, closed on my 21st birthday, got oh the corporate gosh. job. Oh my gosh, amazing. Like 20, that's a great goal for a 21 year old. Like, yeah. holy cow. <laughs> I've just always been like, oh, I'm just going to fucking do it. Like right. whatever it is, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to fucking do it. And so right. left the restaurant industry. I was like an assistant manager at an Outback. <laughs> and then 21, I got a corporate job in an insurance company, taking calls and like working on the phones, like call center. And I remember thinking, this is going to be so hard. I'm going to fuck this up. And then I like my first call ever when I was like, um, answering the phones, I was like, Thank you for calling Outback. I'm like, oh, wait, this is Humana. So. <laughs> I'm like, wait, where are we? Uh, that's so funny. So it was like, oh, crap, this is not the same thing. So I went into this new career, ended up working my way up the corporate ladder at Humana, managed call centers in Salt Lake City, managed some in Raleigh. And then I had this little asshole that just walked into the room. Um, <laughs> so my kid just walked in. But that's my life. This is honest. Like, right. my truth. I have three kids. Um, my four-year-old had him and decided, Oh my God, I don't want to travel anymore. I don't want to leave life. Like, I don't want to leave my kid. Like Mm -hmm. my first day back from maternity leave after having my son, because I got married to the man of my dreams. I left the first guy that I had the kid with. I kind of skipped that part, but got the corporate job, job, met the man of my dreams. We got married. Then we had our son. So, um, I have the perfect husband. He is like storybook, fairy tale shit. Dreams do come true. So we had our four-year-old. I was like, I don't want to travel anymore and mm. leave my kid behind. First day back from maternity leave, I hop on a plane. I'm crying in an airport bathroom, pumping my tits, telling my husband, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this. Right. I don't want to work for someone else. I want to be home with my kids. Yeah. I don't care how much money I make. And I had a management position. Like I made really good money. So I made really good money and I was like, I can't believe I'm going to walk away from this, but I want to stay home. So I started network marketing. So I started mm-hmm. with Beachbody. So I started as like, oh, someone I, I know personally is doing well with it. Yeah. Sign me up. I yeah. was like, I need to lose baby weight after my son. Cause you know, I just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to lose 40 pounds. Let's do it. So I signed up as a Beachbody coach and then I worked the business. It took me about a year to like get traction in it because I didn't really like have the mindset of, Oh, I could never make it. And then I went to like one of their yeah. like big summits. And I was like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I can. Yes. I can. And so I did it. And then, and then I made it after that first year of sitting kind of stagnant. Um, I made it to the top 1% of my company. So awesome. it was to, like, you know, retire from my corporate job and make a couple grand a month. And yeah. And I was, you know, building a team and doing what I liked and I was staying home with my kids. And so it was awesome, except for three and a half years later, I was like, fuck, I hate working out for a living. Like, do I have to take another sweaty selfie? Do I have to post? <laughs> I'm not feeling these challenge groups that I'm running. Like, yeah. I'm this. so along the way, all these women kept coming to me. I was on the market council for the state of Kentucky for Beachbody corporate. And I um, had all these people coming to me like, how did you do it? How do you do it? Can you help me start my wedding planning business? <laughs> Can you help me start my photography business? Can you help me market myself? Can you help me brand myself? Like you do so well online. You're so strong. You show up so well. And I was showing up well. And I built, I went from 800 Facebook friends to 4,000, you know, in the oh three gosh. years right. of growing online. Yeah. Um, I built a personal brand, but it was around health and fitness. And so, um, after that, women started coming to me after about year two, year three, like, can you help me? And I started mentoring people and some people would even sign up underneath of me just to, like have your buddy coach to have my mentorship. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> my first like client, Tiara, she was like, I just got to be honest with you. I just needed your vibe. Like I just need to be around you. So I, I don't really it. have this beach buddy thing, but I'm trying to grow my wedding planning business. And I was like, cool. Like I can help with that too, I guess. So we would meet at coffee shops and have coaching, which I didn't even know it was coaching yet. Yeah. I had never like been introduced into the online like coaching space. And For sure. Sure, I'll mentor you for free. Like, okay, I was mentoring these women for free, meeting people at coffee shops, helping them craft their brand and their stories and their online 
present. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I not doing this for a living? Yeah. And I had what everybody has, the imposter syndrome. Well, like, you're just a beauty school dropout. Like, mm-hmm. You don't have a college degree. Like, you're only a network marketer who's made it to mediocre, like, mediocre success, mediocrity. You know, like, you're successful, but you're not, like, making six figures. And you're not, like, mm-hmm. doing exorbitant things with this opportunity, you know? And I was like, ha, yeah. I don't fucking like working out. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I know when people are like, oh, it's so fun. I'm like, but, but is it though? But have you is tried donuts? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't, no, I do. I'm a big advocate for health and wellness. So that's totally. why I jumped on because I believe your energy and your vibration is about how you treat yourself and your body. So I do still work out and take care <laughs> of myself because it helps me generate energy. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I'm like, I don't like want to coach on this. Like right. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I had like a vintage resale clothing business oh, like five, six, six years ago. I think I was like pushing gluten-free baked goods that I was baking out of my cage <laughs> because I was like into the paleo shit. Yeah. Like I'm going to start a gluten-free bakery. I'm going to start a resale vintage clothing. I'm going to sell it on eBay. I mean, I was like the definition of Sophia Amoroso, like mm-hmm. the heck, like you, the girl boss book, but I like nasty gal. I was doing shit yeah. like that, but not at her level. I was like just right. trying all the things. Right. And people so ask me that all the time. Like, well, how do I know? How do I find my thing? And I was like, have you tried more shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like keep trying shit, like keep trying more things. Number one yeah. advice for if you haven't figured that thing out is keep fucking trying, keep fucking up. So <laughs> that for me segued into finding two online business mentors. I had two discovery calls with some coaches. I was like, I'm ready. Um, my daughter had just got diagnosed with infantile scoliosis and we got oh hit gosh. with a shit ton of medical bills. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, I can't afford my medical bills. A friend, my upline started to go fund me for me. Oh, so nice. Which was so nice, so but it's so humbling. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I can't afford to keep my own boat afloat. Some people are like, mm-hmm. and I've been the person who bought my own house at 21. Like I don't need anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't need fucking people. So when that happened, I was like, that was my rock bottom. And mm-hmm. I hit that rock bottom. And I was like, never again. I was freaked out about money. And I was like, I'm tired of making two or $3,000 a month. Yeah. Like just that moment of, I've been doing this for three years and I'm still only making two or $3,000 a month. Mm-hmm. Like, I was making that after year one and now I'm still stuck like two years at the same income level, the same impact level, like just not getting traction. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to launch this new business. Here's my thought. I want to launch an inclusive networking event. Um, like for women of all stages of business, because network marketers don't feel like they're serious business owners. And then women who have crafts or hobbies or a side hustle or a business out of their kitchen (laughs) don't feel like they're real business owners. And so I was like, I want to create this inclusive networking series for women. And I want to be a business coach and I want to start mentoring beginners in business. Mm. And I had a call with a well-known business coach, I had a discovery call with her and she told me something that changed my life. She said, no, the most powerful thing. <laughs> yeah. Not, you can't. I posted about this today, actually. Um, no, you can't. You, you don't make multiple six figures yet in your beach body business. She asked me all the questions like, what rank are you? No, what rank are you currently? How much are you making every week? How many people are on your downline? Mm. Like, all these like questions. And I was like, but I'm not, I don't, I don't want to teach mentor other health and fitness coaches anymore. Right. Like, I want to mentor the people that are already coming to me. Like I had a doula reach out to me, asking yeah. me to help her market herself as a doula, like a birth coach. <laughs> I was like, sure, I can help you do that. And, and I asked her, like, she's like, well, if you want to call yourself a coach or a business coach, I can't work with you. I don't want my name aligned with you. Wow. But if you like a woo coach, she's a best-selling author. She's, I mean, a lot of people know her. Yeah. Um, we're still Facebook friends, but I just, you know, whatever. Um, and she was like, I can't work with you if you want to call yourself a business coach, but if you want to call yourself a woo coach or a mindset coach, I was like, but I'm obsessed with business. I've had businesses for years. I was right. a business mentor in my corporate job. I mentored other supervisors on how to be leaders. Like I taught leadership. Yeah. Why can't I, for four years, I was like, why can't I be a business coach? And I was like, don't you just need to be two steps ahead of the person you're trying to teach or coach? And she was like, hmm. 
touche. I'll take that. I'll receive. She said, I'll receive that. I'll receive that. I said, okay, yeah, thanks. And so it crushed me. I let it crush me yeah. for like six seconds and it crushed me. And then after that call, she was like, that'll be $10,000. And I was like, okay, um, I'm ready. Like I had, I was like, I just need to talk to my husband. I don't know where we're going to get the money from or where it's going to come from. We can pull it from here or pull it from there. I just need to make sure he's cool with it. And then mm-hmm. I'll get back to you tonight. And she's like, mm, let me give you a lesson in preparedness. You should have known on this call how much you were ready to spend with me. And you should have been ready to sign on the call. Wow. You should have known what your budget was before you got on the call with me. You knew we were going to have a sales call, correct? I was like, yeah, I knew this was a sales call. I just, I've never worked with a coach before. Yeah, brand new. No idea. Yeah. No idea what the coaching world was. I just saw someone I admired online and found a way to get to her. She's like, I don't even make it easy for people to find my calling. How did you find it? I was like, I downloaded everything that you have. <laughs> I don't know. I listen to, <laughs> to your podcast. I don't know. Like, I just, like, I just stopped I mean, you. <laughs> I She's like, well, I'm kind of an asshole and people know me for like my tough love. I'm like, cool. I'm really tough love. So I want more of that. And, and so that, and I was trying to receive it because, you know, as an open-minded growth addicted person, you're like, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Like take the message. Okay. She's trying to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yes. You should have been right. Jamie. She's right. She's right. No, you shouldn't be a a coach. Jamie. She's right. Receive her feedback. Receive it. And I was like, Dustin, is this something I should, I told my husband, should I be receiving this? Am I being deflective? Because mm. I never want to deflect like criticism. Right. Or like, I don't want it. I want it all because I'm addicted to growth. So I was like, this doesn't, this feels like great. <laughs> like this doesn't feel good. Like this is yeah. not coming from a place of love. This is coming from someone who is not for me. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I want to learn to be like. And so in that moment, I wrote her an email, like a couple hours later, I said, no, thank you. And the next week I, I hired my coach. Oh. My first coach, Lindsay Mango. And I told her that, um, cause she had been in my Beachbody family and had started mm-hmm. a life coaching business a year before and made it to six figures in a year in her life wow. coaching practice. Yeah. And then she transitioned into announcing that she was going to be taking on her first like business mentorship clients. And I was like, honestly, I told her, I, like, I think you're like barely like only one step ahead of me, maybe not even two. So I was like, I don't know if you're gonna be the right fit. And then I had that call with that, I almost said her name, that one person who wasn't very nice to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck that. I'm not working with her. I'm working with you. Let's do this. And so I went all in with her and it changed my life. And I was like, do you think I could make, here's the check. I'm, you all probably can't see this on the podcast, but I keep it on my desk. So I wrote myself a check. I wrote myself a check for 60 grand. And <laughs> on that check... Um, I dated it seven, 10, 18. So this summer, mm-hmm. and this was back in, um, late September, early o- October. Awesome. I wrote a check and it was on a checkbook. I don't even own a checkbook, by the way. I don't have a checkbook to my name. I, my grandmother <laughs> passed, my grandmother passed away last year. And I was like, this is gotta, like Meemaw, you gotta give me some good juju. I took one of her checks from her book that when we were going through like her stuff, yeah, I like right. I'm going to use this and I'm going to keep this forever. So I wrote a check on my grandma, my deceased grandmother's checkbook to myself for $60,000 for coaching services. And I said, I'm going to go out there and not only am I going to be able to pay my medical bills, I'm going to get my fucking dream house. Mm-hmm. And I asked my coach, I said, do you think I can do it? She's like, yeah, you can do anything you want. I was like, well, okay, I, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I yeah. hit that $60,000 goal. Like I want to say four months later, like, wow. awesome. I mean, That's like awesome. Yeah. Immediate. I went from literally making two to three K a month to the moment I launched and announced that I had my coaching practice, I just did it in a Facebook live with my, my current audience. Right. I didn't have a web health and fitness, but it was not my new business. You know, it was all like beach body stuff. Right. I didn't have a website. I didn't have an opt-in. I didn't have a funnel. I made a fucking live video said, Hey, mm-hmm. here's a, my acuity link. Like here's my call link. I'm taking on 10 clients by this, this is how many spots I have. I'm going to be transitioning. I'm still involved with Beachbody, but it's right. not my anymore. I'm still yeah. And I sold out my coaching practice ever since day one. Excited. Ah. So I had to keep raising my prices and raising my prices because I kept having these lists of like people waiting to work with me. And I was like, should I raise my prices? Should, and I kept <laughs> I raise my prices again. And then it kept getting clearer and clearer. Like, 
this was what I meant to do. I know so much. I know in my, my, one of my coaches will be the first to tell you, I know way more about business and funnels and stuff than her. <laughs> like but, she's more on the feminine side, but that's yeah. her. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Oh my gosh. And so it is. And here you are. <laughs> yeah, and now I have two coaches. Like I hired Sabrina Phillip for like my strategy and my masculine to keep me balanced. And I feel like I'm very much in the middle as far as here I am launching my networking series in multiple cities, not just the yeah. city that I'm in. I've been published in three news publications. I'm working awesome. on a book. Yay! I've, so I've fun! Not, I've not made less than 10K in a, since I started. That's <laughs> and awesome. I'm going to retire my husband. So, so uh, I, okay, I love all the things that you shared. I wrote down some things so I wouldn't forget. No. <laughs> what I wanted to ask you because I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So I'm going to try to keep these kind of in order. Um, so you talked about like hitting that rock bottom place where you literally were like, shit, this is it. And I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to no. change the situation. Can you give any advice for someone who's in that place right now where they feel like they have hit their rock bottom and they don't even know what to do next? Like yeah. what advice would you give? Um, surrender. <laughs> if you have hit rock bottom or even if you haven't hit rock bottom yet, I feel like you need to manufacture a rock bottom. You need to simulate in your brain some type of rock bottom. So if you feel like you're close and you haven't hit that rock bottom, but you're just still a little comfortable. I feel like the rock bottom is where all the big things happen in life. I feel like the rock bottom is the magic. And the problem isn't like, oh, fuck, I'm at rock bottom. What I do now, when you're at rock bottom, you've surrendered. It's when the magic happens. It's when all the answers naturally come to you. But if you actually haven't genuinely hit rock bottom yet, Mm -hmm. That's the problem. So right. the problem isn't the rock bottom. How do I get from here? The answers, the alignment, the solutions present themselves. The mentors appear. The, the, the thing that you're supposed to do, the fear goes away and stops making you – the fear goes away and you stop being an asshole to yourself <laughs> because Ooh, you, yeah. to, you stop holding yeah. yourself back. The fear is no longer the thing. But when you haven't hit rock bottom is the problem. It's not enough people have had their rock bottom moment. Yeah. So many people are just comfortable. Like we're just like, they're yeah. comfortable being exactly where they are, even though they're not where they want to be. And they know they want to live a bigger life, but they're just sitting at comfortable. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and that's kind of the thing is like our comfort is the enemy and our comfort is what actually prevents us from having the life that we want. We think we want to be comfortable, yeah. but when I realize that I'm getting comfortable, I do things crazy, like spend $6,000 on a just branding, not even a website. Like I just spent $6,000 on my rebrand. Yeah. And I was I'm really spending this much money. Like my website last year, I paid someone a grand to put yeah. together. And, and to me at the time that sounded like an exorbitant amount of money. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, your money standards change and they grow yeah. and they morph and you're like, well, I can do this. Like, why not? And yeah. it's so funny. I think that even just within a year, I've noticed my money spending has changed so much. Oh um, yeah. So it's just so funny. Um, what? Okay. So, surrender. so manufacture the rock bottom. That's my manufacture advice. Manufacture like, the rock bottom and surrender. And fucking surrender to like the discomfort. Surrender to the discomfort. Get deeper yeah. into the discomfort because you're too motherfucking comfortable. So go out there and make yourself uncomfortable. Do whatever the thing is that's going to make you hit the rock bottom. If that means investing 10 grand into a coaching package or what the, because I feel like that's where I've been diving so much into this high ticket coaching, like psychology behind it. Cause I don't get it. Yeah. Like cause my mentor, Sabrina, I've never met anyone that knew more about business than me, which is why I hired her because mm -hmm. I've never found a coach that knew more strategically about business than me. Sure. And I was like, okay, I don't understand this high tech. She's always like, raise your prices, raise your prices. You're way too cheap. You're way too cheap. You're way too cheap. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to understand like the, I, my prices feel good for me. So like, why mm -hmm. would I raise my okay, I always evaluate like whether I need to raise my prices or not, like what feels good, what am I available for energetically? And, but for me, the price thing and where it comes from with high ticket coaching, I feel like the high ticket coaching cost just manufactures a rock bottom. Mm -hmm. So the psychology behind the high ticket coaching is just 
oh fuck, you have to be so motherfucking invested that it creates a fear-based rock bottom. Yeah. Where you have to do the shit that it takes. So if you haven't figured it out, (laughs) you got to figure it out. Like fuck. It's like I'm gonna be like you signed up, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna be eating beans out of a can if I don't like fucking figure it out. I'm gonna be sitting in a box on the river. (laughs) Like Yeah, that's really powerful to think about because it is very interesting the psychology of it. Like you said, it's like what does it actually do to our brain? Yeah. Um, because I remember even when I hired my first high-level coach, I was like, What am I doing? I could buy a new car with this. Like, (laughs) why am I doing this? Like, I could pay my loans off. Well, not but part of it, you know, and I was like, okay. But I know the reason that I knew I did it. I was like, I know that I'm meant to be big in this. I know this is what I'm meant to do. And this is it. This is the next step. So what am I waiting for? I can figure it out. And that's literally like my mindset on it. And I think that's where that switch happens. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it. So, okay. So I know you kind of talked about um, imposter syndrome and the whole, like, especially after talking to the one coach where she kind of like tore you down a few steps rather than build you up. Right. Like she shit on my vibe. That's what I like right. to say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she for pulled sure. you into the dungeon with her and you're like, <laughs> I don't want to be here. And I don't <laughs> use this word lightly, but I'm like, she's a cunt. I didn't know this <laughs> word. Like, but I'm so grateful for her. Cause like, yes, she's not, well, like I'm so thankful. Everything happens exactly yeah. as it's supposed to. So it's like that happened probably for you to find the person that you were actually meant to work with. Exactly. You know, and led you to even further and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So what suggestions or advice do you have for people who are totally feeling that imposter syndrome right now and are just ready to feel more than enough? Oh my God. And here's my thing. I am not available anymore for any ideas, any mad ideas, any little blips that don't align with who I was put on this earth to motherfucking be. Mm-hmm. So what I say with imposter syndrome is big thing for me with overcoming is my spiritual connection. So I had a huge like spiritual awakening last year when my kid got sick and it was like, Oh my God, God, I turned into Gabby Bernstein. I listened to the universe has your back. I'm now in spirit junkie level one. Oh, so fun. I have that too. So good. I love her. I just, I I, I feel like if you don't have fucking God, spirit angels, the universe, whoever the Allah, whoever the fuck you pray to, like, mm-hmm. you don't even have to fucking pray. You just have to know source energy, like whatever you fucking call it. It's a thing. It exists. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that belief, like deep rooted belief. And by the way, beliefs are choices. Our beliefs are just choices that we choose to think repeatedly. If you don't have that deep rooted belief that you are supported by something else, mm-hmm. that you are all these little evidence, all these little stories that have been put in your path to shine the way to where you're like, oh, that's what that meant. Like, oh, when I was five asking my mom, is, do, do I have to be ordinary? Like, I'm so scared right. of being ordinary. That was a sign to pre-qualify me for where I am today. So Absolutely. like you need to look for more evidence along the path of your entire fucking life because your whole life has pre-qualified you to be enough for what you are doing now. So if you don't have a deeper connection with God, spirit, source energy, angels, whatever the fuck you call your dog, biscuit, I don't know, like whoever you're praying to, like <laughs> is your like yes. higher power. <laughs> if you don't have that deep rooted connection in your higher power to feel that you're supported without evidence to prove that you're enough, you're, yeah. you're never going to decide that you're enough. Absolutely. And, mm. and let's take everything, by the way, Everything you hear on a podcast, everything you read in a book, everything you take from any guru or online expert online, yeah, take it with a fucking grain of salt. Like, yeah, everyone says different shit, and we're all right. Like, we're yeah. all right. Like, there take is no one want, way. Leave what you don't. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, that's yeah, like so good. it's all right. And so, if this doesn't resonate with you, like, I'm not the one. Like, I'm not the one you should be listening to. Go 100%. listen to someone. Else. Yeah, yeah. So, so like. The higher power helped me get over the imposter syndrome because of fucking course I'm supposed to be doing this. God does not give you desires that you are not pre-qualified for. 
Mm-hmm. True belief. Yeah, I believe I truly, along the same lines that like God in the universe does not give you those desires, those dreams without fully equipping you with everything you need to make it happen. Like yeah. you already have it. It's just knowing that I've got everything I need. I've got yeah. it already. It's already within me. Yeah. Um, I love if it. <laughs> if you're aware of it, then it's possible. If you are yeah. aware of it, if it is a dream of yours, mm-hmm. it was not given to you on accident. So stop. Right. I'm like, stop looking at God and telling him, fuck you. That's not for me. Actually, he gave it to you. It's like trying to give a gift back. You're like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> and you're like literally saying, that way. That's so like, awesome. you think of like, he's trying to give you this gift. Yeah. Here, I'm giving this to you. This is for you. And you're like, fuck yeah. you. That's not for me. I'm like, that's right. weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Gold, gold, gold. I love it. Love it. Okay. So Obviously, well, you had lots of business experience before starting your coaching business and you've had some other things going on. It's so funny. I was in an MLM before my business as well. And so it's, I I love like how similar certain stories are that I hear. And I'm like, I love it. I feel like you're, you're attracted to certain people online for a reason too. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like your vibe is so clear. Exactly. Like, you know, when you're attracting people, you're like, Oh, this is why we're alike. People like people that are like them. That's just, yeah, exactly. So, um, obviously you had other business experience, but your business with coaching took off very quickly. So you talk about the strategies, like the most important strategies that you feel like is necessary for someone who's maybe just getting started with their business. Yeah. So this is the quick and dirty aspect of people always ask me, how did you hit six figures in six months? How did you do it overnight? How did you make this thing happen? And here's the two things that they don't want to fucking hear is the truth, but they're the truth. Both of these things are both equal and both are very truthful. Mm-hmm. And number one, it's the same corny shit that you'll hear a lot of gurus and experts online say, I fucking decided. I literally <laughs> fucking decided yeah. this is for me. Why the fuck not? Yes, I'm good enough. And own your power. The overplayed like phrases that are used in online coaching fucking get on my nerves. Anyways, own your powers. Yeah, step into your motherfucking power. Yeah, do that. But like, it's it's true. Like, you, you decide, okay, mm-hmm. this is for me. I'm going to fucking take it. Thanks, God. I'll take that gift. Okay, now let's run with it. So yeah. it's literally a choice to get over the imposter syndrome. And it's not that the, those little voices go away. You just decide to shift quicker. You decide mm-hmm. to shift. I decided to choose a new thought. I decided to choose a new thought. Like Absolutely. every time I level up, that shit never goes away. Tony Robbins still gets the shit. Yeah. Oprah has imposter syndrome. Like it doesn't go away. So I always just say like, thank you for sharing. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's lies. Like I just stopped believing the lies. Like it's yeah. bullshit. It's not fucking true. I leaned into my truth. That's my motherfucking truth now. Okay. New fucking story created. Perfect. Done. Wonderful. Step one. I just fucking decided it's that yeah. fucking simple and that complicated at the same time. It is complicated. It's not as easy as people say, Oh, I decided, but you have to just continually shift, shift, new thought, create a new thought, create a new thought, mm-hmm. deflect the lies, deflect, deflect the lies, deflect anything that does not align with that truth. So decide number one, number two, people look at online success and store like Gary Vaynerchuk said this, and it's very much true. People didn't know who Gary Vaynerchuk was until a couple of years ago, but Gary Vaynerchuk had been building his online presence and business for f- eight motherfucking years. Yeah. Ground level responding to comments. The sexy shit that no one wants to hear is I built fucking relationships with people for four, three and a half motherfucking years. Right. Or I transitioned. So my pivot, and when I I've taught on this, like how to embrace the pivot, like how to pivot, I was able to pivot my current sphere of influence, which wasn't that big and relative. Like, I think I had yeah. like 2000 Instagram followers. I think I'm up to 11,000 now. Right. And I had, um, like 2000 likes on my Facebook page and I had, um, like gone from 800 to like 4,000 Facebook friends. So I built my entire business on Facebook. Very little of my business and influence was built on Instagram. So I did everything on Facebook in the grassroots of, Hey, how are you as a human? Happy fucking birthday. Like, (laughs) Not in the sleazy cold messaging network market way, but like in that, Hey, genuine concept, like actually give a shit about people. Yeah. I love humans. So what separates me or from other like success stories, I actually fucking like people. (laughs) I love people. (laughs) I want to be your friend. I do. It's true. I want to be everyone's best friend. I wish I had more fucking time to be everyone's motherfucking best friend. Yes. 
I want to hear your stories. I want to know your whole life trauma. Tell me. I love it. I love all of it. <laughs> I'm addicted to human interaction. So I'm an extreme extrovert mm-hmm. who loves fucking people. Now you don't have to be an extrovert to make it online, but you do have to genuinely care about people. And I feel like, like I'm so introverted in that I like to be alone all the time. Like mm-hmm. I just, I want to be left alone. Like I love being alone, but then I go to recharge in front of people. That's yeah. how I recharge. Like yeah. introverts, I feel like the only difference is they recharge alone. Yep. I recharge with people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's like introvert, extrovert, whatever. It's all bullshit. Whatever you're yeah. using as a story to say why you can't, it's stupid. So I just made friends. I made mm-hmm. genuine relationships. So I pivoted in my first client's were all people that I had added as a friend on Facebook that knew me because they knew me as the Beachbody coach. They didn't want what I had with Beachbody, Mm -hmm. but they, I let them know me for three years. I let people get to know me. I told my fucking stories. I built my influence because I always teach, like I have an entire course on this called impactful influence. Your income is going to be a reflection of your impact and influence put together. So like, if I were to write this on a whiteboard, if you want to get to say your income goal is 10, I want to get to 10. Okay. Well, you can make a level two influence, a level two, or sorry, a level two impact Mm -hmm. on eight people that you have influence over. So eight people you have influence over, you can make a level two impact. So a small impact, but still some type of impact on those eight people. And that will equal 10, right? Because eight mm-hmm. plus two, I don't right. know math real well, but eight plus two equals 10. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you can make a level eight influence. You can make a huge motherfucking like, or level eight impact. I'm using the wrong word. You can make a level eight impact, a huge motherfucking impact on two people and you'll mm-hmm. still equal 10. Mm-hmm. So I just pivoted on the current influence that I had. I wasn't out there like trying to chase more followers at the time. I was just harnessing the power right. of my current sphere of influence. And then I started where they were. So I built mm-hmm. coaching packages around what felt good for them. Right. And me. Cause yeah. I'm new with this, like high ticket coaching. Someone said that, Oh, I'm, I've never had any clients before, but my coach says I need to charge $10,000 for my coaching package. Uh, okay, cool. Like whatever feels good to you. But yeah, that didn't feel good to me. It felt like I was trying to be a right. sleazy car salesman. Like yeah. I, didn't know what the fuck I was doing, I didn't know how to coach people. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like really coach people. Like I had been health and fitness and mindset sure. coaching people for years. And then in corporate life, I was coaching leadership, but I didn't know how to coach people in, in the aspect of the coaching world and what it really meant until I yeah. worked. Yeah. Until I got coached. Absolutely. And so I was like, okay, my packages in the beginning were like 300 bucks for like two calls a month or, you know, like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, okay, wow. And then I was like, okay, too many people want this. I can't take this many calls. Okay. I got to raise the prices. <laughs> and then, yes. and then people kept paying <laughs> people kept paying and people keep paying. I love it. I started where I was with my sphere of influence. Yeah. So if that resonates with you, then do that. If yeah. it resonates with you to charge 60 K for your first package. I mean, do that. Cool. Right. Absolutely. Um, so what does your daily activity look like now? Like what does your day to day look like? Oh, I do what I want. <laughs> I don't know. I fucking sleep in and I just said, this is the thing, the lie, the myth, the, what the fuck ever, like, mm-hmm. what's your like six week routine? <laughs> I just did a training on this yesterday. I was yeah. like, what's your morning routine? People think that it's all based on the certain strategies, which it's not like are certain things that one person does. Yeah. The one thing, this is going to be the answer. Like yeah. I'm going to read Brennan Burchard's high performance habits. And that's going to be the thing that gets me to that next fucking level. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to read Miracle Morning, which by, by the way, guys, I have read every self-help and personal development book. I started my personal development journey six years ago before yeah. even network marketing. I was trying to fix this deep rooted, like core shit a long, long time ago. So I've been on a healing journey for a long time, but that book is great. The miracle morning is great. If you've ever Mm -hmm. read it, it's a great book, but it doesn't fucking work for me. The five Mm -hmm. second rule, Mel Robbins, great book. Doesn't fucking work for me. Girl, wash your face. Cool. Maybe I don't want to wash my face. Stop telling me what to do. (laughs) Like, I mean, great books. I don't fucking like them. Like, yeah. Great books, great authors, like not yeah. knocking any of this shit. Like no. it all works if it works for you. Absolutely. But none of these books 
none of these self-help gurus, none of these books, none of these things stop to ask you what actually fucking will work for you. So my morning routine is temperature checking. I check my motherfucking temperature, my vibe. And I did this on, and I'll share with you, if you want to put it in the show notes, you can put my um, freebie. It's like a worksheet to create a routine and it's vibe, scribe, tribe. So this is what I've been doing every day for four years. And I don't have a routine on the days when I don't work. Right. Like, and I only work now I have my perfect schedule. I take clients Wednesday and Thursday, Monday, Tuesday, Friday are my me days, like working on moving my business forward, not working in my business. So Mm -hmm. Tuesday is like really my like podcast interview. I have all my podcast interviews on Tuesday, um, whether with someone else or me interviewing someone for my podcast. And then Monday is my self care day. Like, I guess that's a routine. Like Monday I get my nails done. I go get a massage every Monday. I mean, I have a nanny. I have three fucking kids. So when someone says routine, I'm like, my life is crazy. Have you seen my Instagram stories? (laughs) I have three assholes that like, mommy, mommy. And they don't like their dad. I mean, they like them. They like me more. Right. So it's, like, it's different. It's harder for moms. Yeah. And so it is harder to build a business, but thankfully I have a really good support team. So mm-hmm. my routine is vibe, scribe, tribe on the days that I need to create. So the three days that I create in my business, vibe, scribe, tribe. So I start my day with vibe. So I generate energy and this is all like in my worksheet. I generate energy. I generate awareness. And that's asking myself the right questions. Like if I were to coach myself right now, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? Like, what would my Beyonce self do? What would Oprah do right now in this moment? Like temperature check. What do I need? What does my body need? So vibe, I work with my vibe, mm-hmm. a bunch of water every day, regardless of whether I'm working or not. And then on the days that I'm working, I go in my closet and I meditate. So I work on my vibe. I read a book. So I generate energy because people think, oh, I don't have energy. I'm so tired. I'm like, bitch, you are a power plant. You don't have, like, power plants don't have energy. Yeah. They, make, they create like, it. You are a power yeah. plant. You create energy. You can choose to create energy whenever you want to do. So what do you need to do? So generate energy. Ask yourself, what do I need to do to wake the fuck up? Mm-hmm. And do I need to do jumping jacks? Because like some morning routine books will tell you, oh, get up, brush your teeth, take a shower wash your face or what the fuck ever. I'm like, maybe I don't want to wash my face today. Maybe I don't want to brush my teeth. Maybe I don't want to like do all these. I think the five second rule says I go and put my arm in cold water every morning. Okay, cool. That sounds dumb. Um, I love you, but I'm not putting my body anywhere near cold water. Right. (laughs) No, thank you. I love you. I'm not doing that. So stop. We take everything that these gurus say online and we don't ask ourselves, will that work for me? Right. It's like, okay. And then we have a, have a version to it. Like, I don't want to do this morning routine. Fuck. All right. I'll read another book. Maybe that morning routine will work for me. Right. I've done it. I've done every, like, I've tried every routine out there. I'm like, fuck. And then finally I found the thing that worked for me. So it's so general because anybody can do it because you tailor it towards yourself. So vibe, mm-hmm. generate energy, generate awareness, and then generate inspiration. So I go watch a Gary Vaynerchuk video. I go watch Gabby Bernstein. I go watch Amanda Francis. Like, I listen to something that's going to hype me up mm-hmm. and inspire me. I go log into one of my old online courses and like watch a video from it real quick. So generate inspiration. So on the days that I'm working, I do this every day. Vibe, scribe, tribe. So that was vibe. Scribe is, I scribe out what would feel really good like to accomplish today. Like, oh, this would feel so fucking good. I need to record 12 podcast episodes or whatever. Like, <laughs> what would, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, okay, yeah. So what would feel really good to get done today? Because someone asked me last night on the live, like, what's your daily to-do list? Like, I'm like, nah, I don't have a journal or a planner. I mean, like, I have a million journals and planners, but like, I am ADD diagnosed. I used to be on Adderall for years and years and years. Like, I don't yeah. Have, mm. yeah, I'm like, whatever. I don't. Okay. So I started with, okay, what would just feel really good? How would I, I feel that. super accomplished if I did this today? So that's the yeah. thing I need to get done no matter what. Right. And then I scribe. So the scribe part is shit that makes you money. What's going to fucking make you money today? Is it going to be responding to people's messages? Is it going to be producing a sales page content? Like, what is it? Mm-hmm. What's going to make you money today? Building relationships can make you money for playing the long game. Like <laughs> people don't look at the long game. They think, oh, I'm going to go send a sales page to someone and see if they want to work with me. That's not mm-hmm. what makes you money. Long game makes you money and short team. Like 
they both make you money. <laughs> so what's going to make me money today? And then what's going to make a difference today? So three things I describe. What's going to make mm. a difference? I love that. I, and yeah. you're so right. Like sometimes morning routines just don't work for other people. So you have to find what works for you in all aspects of this and business and life. So thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. That and, was incredible. And then, and then tribe. The third part is just yeah, you, go build your tribe. Who needs me? What do they need to hear from me today? Where are they hanging out online? Who, what, when, when, where, <laughs> when am I going to finally decide that I'm enough for them? That's what I do mm -hmm. for the win. But it's like who, what, when, where, what? Go build your tribe online. I love it. So, all right, you guys, you got some major tips here. <laughs> got some homework to do. <laughs> no, I talk so much. I was like, I hope she's ready for this. Like, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, obviously, I'm sure people are like, oh my god, I need to hear more. I need to hear more. So, can you just share where people can find you? Yeah. So you can find me at Instagram at the Slay Coach. You can find my podcast at Chardonnay and Slay Your Business. And the Facebook group is Chardonnay and Slay Your Business. The whole concept about that is trying to, hey, I'm going to drink some Chardonnay and I'm going to go slay. Because fucking business, dude. Like it's yeah. not like, like we overcomplicate the shit and it needs to be less fucking complicated. We just need to chill out girl like have a glass of chardonnay <laughs> like calm the fuck down I love the it. more you can just dig into <laughs> what you like and what you want to do the more your tribe is going to be like oh she's out there just doing what she likes to do cool i want to be around her Perfect. absolutely ah well thank you so much for all of this and your incredible you. story and your journey and just sharing your heart i oh my gosh it's it, it was incredible. I love that. Well, I love you. I've always dug your energy from the moment I saw a cute little video you posted on Facebook a few small. I was like, oh my God, I have to be friends with her. She's adorable. <laughs> I love it. Yay. Well, thank you for thank coming you for, on. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.